fellow Star Wars nerds, and welcome to Unlimited Content, the podcast where two brothers talk about all of Star Wars film and TV in chronological order on the internet as an excuse to hang out more. We're your hosts, Sam and Jack, and this week we're talking about The Clone Wars Season 2, Episodes 4 and 5, Senate Spy and Landing at Point Rain. Ooh. Sam, we're back. We are back. We did it again. We did. We're recording another episode of this podcast. Yep. Against all odds, together. here we are. Against all the odds, as we've come back from for episode 26. Indeed. Here we are. How are you today, Sam? I'm well. That uh, the intro sounded really good. Did you read it off of my sweatshirt? Oh, I should have. That would have been a good idea. That would have well, been a good idea. Well, it would have been a bad idea because it's a little askew. It is a little but... askew. Sad. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. All right, so we're uh, since the last time we recorded, uh, the first merchandise items have been sent out and arrived in our in our hands. Indeed. Sam, Sam, tell the folks at home what you're wearing right now. So I am wearing the uh, the shawl hoodie, the black shawl hoodie of the uh, the opening crawl like spiel of our intro to our podcast. The one downside to this is there was a misprint on mine because of course there was. Um, and it, it, the, the opening crawl is askew. So it's like the opening crawl is going over my left shoulder, which is a little <laughs> odd. Um, but it's a very soft hoodie, very comfy. And they are going to be sending me a new one, presumably soon. So at least they're a good company to work with when they mess up. Hopefully they don't mess up as often as I've experienced, which is 50% of the items I order have been messed up. So, <laughs> yeah, fifty uh, of the two of the two. Yeah. But yeah, so it's good. And I also have I have a unlimited content logo on my car now. So if you see a random white Ford Escape with a uh, unlimited content bumper sticker, you found my car. You did it. Also, why are you in my neighborhood? Get out. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah, Jason. Get out of the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, Jason. <laughs> it would be Jason. I love you, Jason. It would be Jason. <laughs> Uh yeah I so I got I got some things too I got uh, a t shirt I got an, an Project Defense t shirt um which made me very happy that it I, I don't remember if I talked about this last time but like the uh I I tend to have bad luck with t shirts with t shirt sizes because like you know I'm I'm a bigger guy and when you get to the kind of the the like larger sizes there's a lot more variation at least in my experience in terms of like. You know, between like three XL of different brands of T-shirts, it, like mm. you know, it's kind of a roll of the dice whether it's going to be something that like fits me properly or is like way too big on me or is too tight on me. And in this case, uh, the Bella Plus Canvas tee from uh, Spreadshirt of unlimited content merchandise fits me perfectly. Wonderful, I love it. So I'm a big, that made me very happy. I'm a big fan of Bella Canvas shirts. And all their stuff for my youth group we use. That's the, the shirts that we use for them because they're the softest and comfiest. And I'm glad that they are also the best siziest, which is good to know. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that you you suggested we did Bella Canvas. Cause like when I, when I set up the store initially, uh, I, you know, I, I put it on a bunch of products and I like in one of obviously like the standard one I did was just like whatever the most basic like unisex t-shirt was. Indeed. Um, and you were like, do they have Bella Canvas? And I was like, uh, m- maybe. And so I checked. And I was like, oh, they do. And it's only like a dollar more or something yeah. to make them the Bella Canvas shirts. And as it turns out, that was a good decision. So it's I worth the extra it. dollar, I would think. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't have anything to compare it to. So I don't yeah. actually know. But it's it, it turned out great so yeah. far. So. I have like a dozen Bella Canvas shirts and I wear them all the time because I that's like the only t-shirt I feel I can get away with wearing to work because it has all mm-hmm. of my logos on it. So like for my youth group, 
So <laughs> I wear it all the time. <laughs> it's like that over a collar cool. shirt. I'm like, oh, I'll just wear a youth group t-shirt because I can. Cool. So, yeah. Better make them comfy. Um, so, Bell Canvas, thank you for sponsoring this episode of uh, you don't. Sponsor. Yeah, this you should. Please, <laughs> please, please, please. It would be awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's see. I I got that shirt. I got uh, a few stickers in addition to that. I got the um. Uh, I I got it. I got a sticker that nobody else is going to be able to get. Uh, <laughs> I'm so I'm so disappointed about this. Yeah. You told me this. I was literally about to order it like the next day. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Uh, if you if you looked at the album art of our last episode that well not our last episode but the last episode that we published as of this recording the one um, with Cal the, the one with yeah the one with Cal um, the joy of lobotomy um, <laughs> the uh, the album art has a uh, parental advisory icon on it but it's in arabesh and, so, and I made that design because he's like Sam was Sam in the episode was like oh I'm gonna put the parental advisory thing on there uh, for this episode because we 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 said fuck a lot um that we did and and and, uh and then later after we recorded the episode he was like hey can you make it an arbesh and i was like absolutely i can (laughs) and so i i put that together and we put that on the album art and um and then we went uh set up the merch store i was like oh that'd be cool i'd I'd love to have a t-shirt that's just like the parental advisory icon but like in arbesh and so i put that up and uh and like you know, once it was up, I ordered a sticker of it um, as part of my my first order of merch items. Uh, but then, like briefly after I ordered it, they spreadsheet like rejected the design for it said for copyright reasons, which I don't know why I did do that for any of the the star more war, the more Star Warsy things, but, right? Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, but my one order got in under the radar, so I have uh, that sticker is on my suitcase now. Wonderful. Um, and it's so it's an extremely limited edition, unlimited content sticker. Wow, one, <laughs> one of one, one of a kind, one of one. Um, yeah, so I got that. I got the unlimited content logo, uh, which is also on my suitcase. My suitcase is kind of where like I've never been a big like sticker person because I never really had anything that I felt like comfortable putting stickers on. I, I usually don't like putting stickers on like tech or things, you know. Sure. Um, it's just, you know just the way that I prefer to do things. But then I got a hard shell suitcase, like a year and a half ago or something and i was like oh, i can put stickers on this i can i can like you know sticker bomb it and so now and every mm-hmm. time i get a sticker i put it on there um yeah i do that with my guitar case because i have a hard shell guitar case nice. and so Rad. that's where i that's where i dump all of my stickers mm-hmm. although i do have one sticker on my my laptop but mm-hmm. that's it gotcha. yeah. um, and then uh the last sticker i got was the all of the jedi need therapy sticker which is on my water bottle so i, I did put one sticker in my water bottle wonderful um but then I also got <laughs> that sticker. I got I got two of this one, and I gave the other one to my therapist. What did your therapist she say? Much, uh, she appreciated that. She she was very <laughs> grateful. She thought it was funny. And, Good. And well, her first response was, "Yes, that's right. They do. <laughs> they do all <laughs> the my my therapist is is I mean cool for a number of reasons, but it's uh she, she knows of she knows about the podcast, and I think she's listened to like the first episode, and uh we will occasionally talk about like. Like whenever a, a new episode of Ahsoka came out over the past, you know, you know, couple months, like uh, each week, like at some point during the appointment, usually at the end, she'd be like, "So, what do you think of the last, you know, last episode of Ahsoka?" And you know, um, and so you know, we we have a little bit of a rapport going related to Star Wars, and she knows about the, the all the Jedi need therapy thing. Wonderful. And then so I, I gave her the sticker, and I was like, 
and she she appreciated it so that was great i love it um yeah and then the other bit of uh so that, that was like my first merch order and then as soon as i got the the first t-shirt in and put it on and realized it fit perfectly i went back and ordered three more t-shirts wonderful excellent because <laughs> it was like you know it's as soon as i've, I've found a, a kind of t-shirt that i know fits well and is comfy it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it and these are it they're my designs also <laughs> so it's yeah kinda, it feels a little vain and silly but also i i like them and i mean <laughs> then it fits well so all of my youth group shirts i designed so i get the feeling because i wear okay. them all yeah, the time yeah. <laughs> yeah all right you can relate you got I, it i can yes <laughs> excellent um yes yeah, so i so i ordered um a black t-shirt that is uh all the shiny therapy because we because we said at some point that we're gonna both wear that t-shirt to therapy indeed I'm, yeah i have to order one now <laughs> yeah. yeah you do yeah um so i got that i got um the uh i think yeah i, I got the the um outsourcing the bugs shirt uh, like on navy Excellent. So it's like the the red text on a navy background. Ooh, color combo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I got on I got the unlimited content logo on a gray shirt. So I just you know I like my default is to usually go for like black tees, but I feel like I've got enough black t shirts, you know. So I wanted to like Sam's looking around concernedly. Well, hold on. A light just went out, and I heard a thud. All at the same time. Hmm. I'm gonna... Alright. Yeah. <laughs> Intermission. This isn't going as planned. Nothing to see here. He's walking around the room. He's inspecting. He's inspecting a light bulb that he's unscrewed from the lamp. Light bulb is hot. It's an LED oh, bulb. Sam, That's not good. Sam says the light bulb is hot. And it's an LED bulb, but it's hot. Oh no. That sounds concerning. So, somehow... The uh, Palpatine's returned. Palpatine, well, that, but also, <laughs> uh, the lamp unplugged itself. Huh. I'm thinking ha that so it's the lamp is plugged in behind our headboard, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I and it's like a headboard. Headboard is also like a bookshelf. So it's like kind of like a like it kind of sticks out eight inches from the wall. It's like eight inches thick headboard that's got shelves on the sides. It's an IKEA. Thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, mm. and so, but we have the lamps wired down behind that and they're both plugged into the same smart plug on a power strip. Mm -hmm. Like it's got like a splitter kind of thing. So we get two plugs and one yeah. smart plug. Uh, and I think maybe it was like the cords weren't long enough. I can't see back there. I just kind of plug it in and pray mm -hmm. it stays plugged in. I think <laughs> gravity just slowly pulled it out ah. and it flopped. And I think that the dropping from the plugged in cable is what I heard. So I'm going to have to fix that. We're gonna gotcha. tonight because that's Sarah's lamp, and she's gonna be mad at me if it's not fixed. She'd be mad either if it was either one because she wants uh, obviously because you'd want both the lights to function, and it's my job to fix them. So marriage, gotcha. <laughs> marriage, marriage. Fixing things. Yep. Okay, we're back. We're back. We did it. Like Palpatine, we're back. <clears throat> Somehow, like Voldemort, we're back. He's not back. He's back. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's the just the merchandise. Love it. Spiel. That's our segment about. That's our extended <laughs> segment about merchandise. Yeah. Um. 
Jack, Speaking of which, just, our sponsor oh, this week. Okay, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we, were, we were both going for a transition somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of us has to... It's, it's a race to the, to the transition. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, we've got unlimited bills to pay, and oh, no. so we've got yet another unlimited sponsor. Uh, this week's episode of Unlimited who, Content who is brought to you by the Unlimited Content Merchandise Store. Yay! <laughs> Visit unlimitedcontent.myspreadshirt.com no, no, wait, hold on. Let me. So, <laughs> I don't have the URL in front of me. <laughs> I was like, just check, on. check the link I in the doobly doo. Off the, the top of my head. Yeah, no. check the link in the doobly doo, everybody. Uh, this isn't going as planned. Nothing to see here. Yeah, visit unlimitedcontent.myspreadshop.com where you can buy various designs on various things like t shirts and hoodies and mugs and stickers. Mugs? We don't, get, we don't make any money from it, but Sad. they're sponsoring us today. To, to pay all of our zero expenses that we have for the show. Indeed. So it, it is, is, you know, commensurate with the, the amount of expenses we have is the amount of money that, they're, that the yeah. sponsor is paying us. So thank you again to Unlimited Content, Unlimited Merchandise for sponsoring this episode of Unlimited Content. Thanks. Yay. Yay. So, Jackboard, other than yes. getting cozy new shirts and cool stickers and things, what have you been doing with your life? Well, um, let's see. This past uh, weekend, I spent time with some family who were in town. Ooh. That was fun. Um, what yeah, family so, was in town? Uh, my parents. My parents <gasps> were in town. Your parents, um, but those are my parents. What? <laughs> are we brothers? What? <laughs> when did this happen? I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh, my... Uh, my parents, our parents, uh, visited Austin for the last couple of days. Um, they they like stayed in an Airbnb and on the south side of Austin, uh, kind of near where uh, where Gracie is. And yeah, they they we spent the last couple of days hanging out and going and doing things, and Fun. it was really good. Uh, yeah, they, they were here because my my birthday's in a couple of days, and so <gasps> they wanted to come here and, and celebrate a little bit and just spend some time. Use the excuse to you know come and see me and see my yeah. sister because we're happy here birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, Frosty the Snowman. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, and it, it was it was a lot of fun. It was great to get to, to see the parental units and love it, love it, love it. Getting to hang out. We we let's see. Uh, we had New York style pizza. Ooh. We had ice cream. Yum. Uh, we went to Terra Toys, which is <gasps> the coolest toy store in Austin. In um, all of the Earth, or all of the Terra right yeah yeah that, that's what that's what the, that's why it's called that yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah uh territories is just it's just like a giant like i mean it's, it's one story but it's very long <laughs> one story yeah um and it's, it's very big and just it's a delightful place to be and they have like a great combination of like you know modern toys but a lot of like classic toys too kind of like Ooh. you know you know, older stuff and, and like wooden things just a wide variety of things you can get puzzles you can get model kits you can get sciencey things you can get uh, craft activities you can get bouncy balls i got a bouncy ball thing yeah you did yeah it's it's a uh, it's i think it's called like a like a moon ball or something i don't Ooh. remember exactly what it was but like essentially it's like a weird it's like a ball with a bunch of like circular divots in it so it looks a little bit like the moon i guess yeah um looks like a golf and... ball with oversized holes in it yeah kind of uh and i got it because 
it just it bounces very very well it bounces super high and it's great i love that for you um, i love it yeah so I, I was gonna buy it for myself and then gracie snatched it out of my hand and said i'm gonna buy that for you for your birthday and i said oh, thank you there so thank you gracie for this ball because I, I have basically since i got it I, it is not left like my hand or pocket basically it's just it's, it's it, it's a very good size for like holding and like you know just tossing and yeah and bouncing and it's good because it looks like baseball to tennis ball sized ish yeah 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 it's it's, it's like, like it's palm of your hand sized like Wonderful. It's, it's the perfect size for like just yes tossing and holding it yeah it's good um yeah, or like treasure planet star map size it, yeah it is treasure planet star map or or ahsoka star map indeed well they're the same <laughs> yeah. thing so they are they're the same <laughs> object <laughs> Same universe confirmed. Um, <gasps> wow. Um, man, now I want a live action Treasure Planet. Anyway. Don't we all? <laughs> um, yeah. We hung out. I played some Super Mario Bros. Wonder with Gracie, which was delightful. That was wonderful. Um, it was It was, It was. was wonderful. Good. That is correct. Good. It, Good. Was, Good. it was that Good. too. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was, it, it, was, it was nice. It was a nice visit. Nice getting to see everybody and... Uh, yeah, and I got some uh, some Star Wars related gifts. I guess I'll, I'll say. Um, my yeah, my parents got me uh, two Star Wars Lego sets. They're they're, they're both the like. Uh, I mean, you know about this. I'm explaining it to the audience because they don't know. So. Oh, I know. Yeah, because this is how podcasts work. Is I need to explain uh, things. Oh, okay. Because they don't have all the knowledge that you have. I, so I do it's... have all the knowledge. That's right. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I am omniscient. It's true. Sam's on it. Omniscient, everybody. <laughs> I didn't even know that, but I am. <laughs> He's omniscient, except for the fact he knows everything, except the fact for the fact that he knows everything. <laughs> so he's nearly omniscient. Nearly. Um, yeah. So uh, th- they're both like the uh, like those kind of like model helmets you can get. Um, yeah, they're yeah, really yeah. nice. And you can put on display. Um, one of them is uh, the Red Five helmet. It's Luke Skywalker's helmet from from A New Hope that he yes. wears. You know. And then the other one is Rex, Captain Rex, Beautiful. which makes me very, very happy because that's the one that I wanted. And I'm told <laughs> that uh, mom said that she asked you which one you should get for me. And you said, get him, get him, get him Rex. I did. So I did say that. I, yeah. I very much appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. She, well, she texted me. He was like, uh, Jack mentioned he wanted like some like, like a Lego Star Wars, like a little robot kind of thing. I'm like, oh, he already got that. He's like, oh, okay. Well, what should I get him? I'm like, well, there's these helmet things that I know he wants. And so. Oh, excellent. Yeah. You had more to do with it than I thought. I did. Wow. I did. It's a whole conspiracy. Tis. Yep. We're conspiring against you or for you or both. You know, well, regardless, I appreciate it. Yeah. So we're here <laughs> so, for it. Yeah. So I got those. I haven't built them yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to like sitting down and it's just, it, like I, I talked about this a little bit like a while ago when I built the, the BD1 set, but it's just it's very like calming and satisfying to just like sit down and build a lego set so what I, I like to just you know sit down with it in front of the tv and like you know i'll be like watching critical roller or watching clone wars you know okay. which i'll probably be doing for, for this set and just like you know putting it together and seeing it come together slowly and it's just it's nice and it's satisfying and it's yeah it's good i love it and then you get a cool thing to put on yourself afterwards indeed um, yeah um speaking of cool things to look at that are star wars related uh Sam, you you gave me something. I did. I did. Yes. I, I got a package in the mail yesterday uh, that I, I had to go to my, my apartment's, like, leasing office to pick it up, which is, like, usually that's not how packages work, because, like, 
we, we have like package lockers but yeah. i guess this one was just too big because it was a, it was like basically a big tube yeah so they couldn't fit it in the package lockers sam got me a poster sam got me the like a, a big old 24 by 36 inch uh the original star wars poster like the 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 classic iconic one where like Luke has his like you can Luke's see got, his, he's got his abs his bare chest exposed and you can yeah. see his abs yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ripped Luke yeah it's the sex- um, the sexy Star Wars poster <laughs> yes exactly and uh, it's super cool and I love it and I got like so I, I got the poster yesterday and then today I went out and got a frame for it and now it's up on my wall behind me and Sam Sam can see it right now I can see the bottom part of it. of it I can see where it says you Star know? Wars. There it is. Hey, now, there I, it I is. I my camera, so now you can see the whole thing. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. I love it. It's very good. I'm glad that I have, like, a... Like, I, I wasn't 100% sure where I was going to put it immediately, but then I was, like... I looked around, and I was, like, the... I, don't, I didn't really have a good space to put it in the living room area, which is good, because now I have something in the background of my <laughs> of my webcam, finally, instead of yeah. just my bed. Like, my... my uh, I have a ton of stuff on the walls in my like my main living area mm-hmm. but in my bedroom it's much more conservative and there's just not a lot of stuff in here because yeah. i don't know I, I i feel like it, i'm more invested in making it like out there look nice sure because usually i don't know that's just that's that's my been my priority but now it's like that area is kind of filled up largely and now i have i can start filling up this space it's just it's, it's a very nice poster and it looks really nice and i'm thank you sam glad you like yeah. it yeah it's excellent so yeah because you are one of the best gift givers i have ever met and so i uh have been like i feel like i was like if i have to get you something good because you're such a good gift giver so like i've been thinking for a long time like what should i get and then one day that just kind of popped in my brain because i was like i don't think he has that poster how does he not have that that's perfect i have to get it for him so yes that that's awesome i've wanted like a like a classic like actual star wars movie poster for a yeah. while because like the, the only star <laughs> wars like art i have on my wall is the star wars visions 2 poster which is cool it's cool but it's like it's it's yeah it, lo- it looks really cool and i love it but it's like it's not like one of the movies not one like a movie yeah. poster so this 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 is great yeah that poster is very pretty it. but it's not iconic this one is like exactly yes exactly yeah. exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah. yeah so i'm glad you like I it i have it i love it it's great yes thank you uh yeah, so yeah, visiting with the parents, getting some Star Wars things, um, bouncing a ball, love it repeatedly. Uh, playing more video games, playing more. I'm I'm almost done playing Spider Man Two. Ooh, wow, um, which has been very good. Uh, I, I like I and like eighty percent of my free time since the game has has come out has been playing that game, and then Wonderful. the other like twenty percent was playing Super Mario Bros. Wonder. So, which is also great. Love it. Um. And then, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like about to start the, I'm like at the point in Spider-Man 2 where they're like, if you go, like it gives you a notification saying, hey, if you go past this point, this this is like your last chance to like upgrade your suit and everything before you get to the final like story mission, basically. Mm. So like, I'm like right at the end of the game. So I'm probably going to finish it tonight. Um, and then uh, Alan Wake 2 just came out and is getting amazing reviews. And I really want to play that, but I've never played the first Alan Wake. So I'm going to play that next what? and then play alan wake 2 what is alan wake i've not heard of it alan wake is a, a game from it's like maybe from like 2010 it, it's, it's it's like xbox 360 era game but it, it's a a like sort of a survival horror mystery game uh about a writer named alan wake who writes like horror mm. and mystery mystery novels um and then like his 
<clears throat> I think like creations from his books start or like stories from his books start appearing in the real Whoa. world. And so like anyway, it, it's kind of like supernatural, paranormal, like mystery thriller stuff. It, it's very like kind of uh like X Files and Twins Twin Peaks inspired. And, okay. Um yeah, so uh, the studio that made it is uh, Remedy. I think they're a Finnish studio, and they uh, their most recent game before this one was Control, which is a very good game, um, which is like it takes place in the same universe uh, mm. and is like kind of a sci-fi, like yeah, it's it's super cool. And uh, I've never really played any of the games except for Control, which I did really love. And now Alan Wake Two, uh, like over a decade after the first game, is is finally getting a sequel. Um, and it's getting very good reviews, and it looks gorgeous, and it's a super, it's super like interesting and weird, and like, uh, Remedy's been doing some really cool stuff in terms of like game storytelling and like playing with the medium and doing weird stuff. Uh, like like there's a mixture, of, like it, it's a no, it's a, a really nice looking like modern next gen game with amazing graphics, but it's also like with that they also mix in like live action segments, like they were they. They, you know, the actors that like play Alan Wake and the other characters and stuff, they, uh, they're like based off of, like the 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 actors' appearances, so that oh, they can cool. also shoot like live action sequences with those those same actors, and they like splice them into the game, and it's anyway, it looks amazing, and it's getting very good reviews, and so I'm, I'm like, it's and it just came out just in time for for the spooky season. So I love I'm, it. I'm very excited to uh, to get into that once I I play the first game which the first game, it's it's a fairly short game yeah. so um and it's, it's been on my my two playlist for forever so. sweet um but yeah nice um, is so alan wick is that uh sarah is a big fan of like doing watching like youtube playthroughs of horror video games like she's a big fan uh -huh. of like markiplier three scary games and jacksepticeye doing that, that kind of thing is mm -hmm. alan wake is that one of the games that like, they would play because maybe I would, I would think so because maybe yeah, that's yeah, why because i feel like i've heard of it before and i usually am just kind of like around when sarah's watching those things so mm -hmm. maybe i've just watched her play through it and not realized to watch her play through it before or watch her watch someone yeah. else play through it kind of thing yeah yeah <laughs> no, no I, I get what you mean yeah 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 totally I, I i don't know like specifically if like markiplier I'm, he probably has played through yeah it. like markiplier's played through all the all the things yes so uh yeah no that that, that definitely could be the case yeah cool Sweet. um i'll have to ask her yeah yeah so. nice so yeah i'm excited for that and that's kind of been what i've been up to and uh halloween's in a, in a couple days yeah it is which is also my birthday yeah it and is and take the day off yeah, i don't know right. what i'm doing because most of my friends are like out of town or busy <laughs> so i'm like but i'm you know i'm taking that day off and the next day off so I'll, well the next I'll, day I'll figure some stuff you out. should drive up to dallas and then hop in mom and dad's car because they're coming up to kansas city on the first of november <laughs> so you should just tag along and come on hang out It'd be fun yeah, and then I can, you know, not go to work the next day when I have work on the second. <laughs> oh, you'd be fine. Be right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, oh, I am actually, this is exciting. I'm going with some friends later this week to see um, uh, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Ooh. Are you uh, aware of this this film, Sam? No, but I like the sound of it. Yeah, it, this is a, a, it's a silent film. It's, it's a real, real old movie. Okay. But yeah, he, it, uh, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari is considered to be one of the first horror movies ever made, Ooh. and it is one of the earliest examples of German Expressionism, which is the kind of movement of cinema that ended up heavily inspiring film noir. So it, it's basically ah. like 
uh, very like visually like kind of dark and high contrast and and lots of shadows and um very moody uh yeah so I, and it's, it's a movie i've never seen but i've wanted to see it uh, and some some friends of mine were wanting to go like to like go go some, some like game developer friends of mine in, in austin want to kind of start getting together and like go and see movies yeah um just kind of have like a, a game dev film club essentially That's cool. um and they are showing the doctor the, the cabinet of dr caligari at austin film society um with a like a, a live score performed by a band Ooh. so, so that'll be cool so I'm, I'm going to see that uh thursday evening that's so, so cool very excited about that nice i love that yeah i'm jealous that sounds really cool i'm i'm, I'm hyped um it's gonna be fun it's gonna be cool yeah but yeah, that's that's what I've been up to and what I've got coming up. What about you, Sam? How have you been doing? I've been doing good. I've been real busy. Work's crazy and other stuff's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. The Rangers are in the World Series, oh, which yes. is wild. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so we're recording this on October 29th. Uh, game two was yesterday. We lost in a heartbreaker nine to one, but we won game one uh, in extra innings with a walk off home run. Uh, so that cool. was very, very exciting. Um, yeah, I went into 11 innings and it was, it was wild. So game three is tomorrow night. Um, and I'm very, very excited. So most of my attention that's not been directed at family or work has been Texas Rangers baseball. Uh, and it's, it's been very, very fun. That's so I've been doing that. We got our Christmas card pictures taken today. Went to Sh- Shawnee Mission Park, took some Christmas card pictures. Jack be looking for a Christmas card in about a month or so. Uh, it was very cold. It's uh, it started. It snowed today in Kansas City. Uh, oh, yeah. We got flurries. It didn't get below freezing, but it was like at freezing, so it was, gotcha. it was cold. Yeah. Um, and so we were yeah. out in just like light sweaters in almost freezing <laughs> temperatures. So it was it was it was cold, but the pictures yeah. came out great. Um, That's cool. Um, yeah, it, it it finally got chilly here today. Ooh. Like, we had we had one cold front like a few weeks ago, um, where it got cold ish it got chilly for like a couple days and then it got hot again um but now we finally got like a, a real major cold front and it's like been in the the 50s all day oh beautiful like, like high in the 50s low in the 40s kind of yeah um, and then all this next week it's supposed to be like high in the 50s low in the 30s kind of you know um you're getting a real is, fall that's awesome yes finally yes I'm, I'm very happy that it's it's we're finally getting that those temperatures like i I needed some some new pairs of jeans because my my pants size has gone down a bit since I started losing weight. Love that for you. Um, so, yes, me too. Um, I, I need so I need some new, new jeans. Um, so when the first cold front came in, I was like, oh, I need some new jeans. And so I ordered some, and then by the time they arrived, it had gotten hot again. Oh so no! I haven't worn them yet, <laughs> but now I'll be able to. So that, that'll be nice. That's good. Um, and uh, yeah, so very happy about that. That it's it's finally chilly here, and we're gonna get to. I just I don't know. I like I like colder weather. I, I like feeling like I, I was I was talking to mom earlier today when she was she was here and just like I'd like I was describing to her that I, I one of the reasons I like when it's like colder out is because I feel more kind of awake and alert. Ooh, yeah. When, yeah. when it's you know, it's when it's like more kind of brisk out. Whereas when it's when it's hot out, it's I feel like it slows my brain down. Agreed. You know? Agreed. Completely. I, just, I like feeling more kind of alive and alert and it's it's good. It's bracing, um, it's nice. It's bracing, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So that's super cool. And and some friends of mine who live in my, my friends who live in Colorado, they got like like eight to ten inches of snow. Oh today. yeah. Like so, it's it's 
it's it's getting colder everywhere Indeed. But, you know in, in very different ways in different places yeah 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 anyway so that's cool yeah Continue. What, what do you, what uh, you i mean it was basically just baseball and uh halloween's coming up so we're excited about halloween mm-hmm. with uh we're going trick-or-treating with marion on tuesday does Marion still want to be what was it a purple butterfly absolutely she does yeah. yep so Marion's gonna be a purple butterfly uh and then sarah is very creative and like came up with like costumes for us to like match but also like costumes that we'd actually want to wear um mm-hmm. so Marion's purple butterfly and it's gonna be great mm-hmm. uh so we're just we always just try to match Marion whatever Marion wants to be um yes. so sarah is like a like kind of like a woodland fairy kind of like She's got a very cool, like, green and white flowy dress and, like, mm, a like a, cool. a crown made out of butterflies. Uh, oh, but she, and she's going to have wings like Marion. And then I, uh, she, like, went wanted to go, like, because she was doing that, she wanted, like, something, like, medieval-ish for me. And uh, she was kind of, like, going, like, medieval Link was kind of, like, the mm. inspiration she was going for. And I just look like Robin Hood. But I'm not complaining. It's cool. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, so that's what we're doing for Halloween. He splits Robin's arrow in twain. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime somebody mentions either Robin Hood or Mark Twain, that's where my brain goes, is that quote. <laughs> he splits Robin's arrow in twain. I need to rewatch that movie. That's, so men, in, that's men in tights, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. I'm not wearing tights. I will tell you that. I'm not wearing tights. I could. That's I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be a yeah. little chilly. A little, little bit. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> cold. I will be cold because it'll be like in the 30s when we're trick or treating. So hopefully, mm-hmm. Marion doesn't freeze a little tush off. We have a wagon and we're probably going to wrap her up in a blanket while we're going around a wagon. We'll probably also have like little things of hot chocolate for all three of us and that oh, kind of thing. Okay. So that's the plan. Just be cozy. Okay. Cozy. Yep. yep. But that's that. That's all I've got going on. I don't have anything. Fun or exciting, other than baseball and Halloween. So that's cool. Sam, explain <laughs> for me and the I don't know, probably maybe one other listener who doesn't understand how sports works. Okay. Um, what? How does the World Series work? Is it is it just two teams playing against each other repeatedly, or is it a bunch yes. of different teams? Like, okay, yeah. It so is, okay. it is. So baseball is split into two leagues. So it's Major League Baseball is two leagues. So you got the American League and the National League, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and when you get to the playoffs, there are, I want to, I'm not, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but I think there's 10 teams, five on, five on each side. Mm-hmm. Uh, one team gets a bye to the next round of the playoffs and the other one team on each side gets a bye. So there's two teams get buys and then there are, I don't know what that is. What so that a buy means that you get to, because you ranked so high in the, like getting into the tournament that you don't have, like you get automatically get up to the next round of the tournament without having to like play your way in mm, okay right gotcha. so there's the wild card round which is also kind of like the opposite of that where like you have to like you are almost on the cusp so you have to but like there's two teams that are almost on the cusp to get into the, the playoffs they have to play mm. to earn a spot into the bracket right and so the mm. rangers were, were a wild card team and so they if they lost it was like a best of three series if they lost that series they weren't going to get to be considered in the bracket at all but they won that series uh, and so they got into the bracket and then they went to there's the American League and National League Divisional Series games. Those are uh, best of five. So it's the same pairs of teams playing uh, whoever wins three out of five games advances to the next round. Um, and they go from the so there's two different 
so so at that point we're at eight teams right so eight teams there's like let's say i don't they, they have names but like the american league north american league south national league north national league south so there's four like sets of four they play onto the american league championship and the national league championship right and the winner mm-hmm. of the american league championship series and the winner of the national league championship series go to the world series gotcha and then and then it's like a they, they play against each other a yeah certain it's, number of it's, times. it's a best of seven series gotcha yeah okay yeah so cool. they have to win four games to win the world series and so the series is currently tied one to one and game three is tomorrow night and then game four okay. is game four is on halloween and then i think game five is on thursday wow. so that's 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 pretty fast how, like how quickly does the world series like is it over the course of a couple weeks or it, like... uh i mean it's usually two days on one day off kind of thing okay yeah so it'll be, it'll be done over the course of a little over a week depending on how many games they need because if somebody wins four games in a row they don't need game five six or seven got it yeah this is just you need to win four games to win mm-hmm. um, gotcha. so we're guaranteed at least five games total because both teams have won a game cool yeah for most of the explanation I, I felt like somebody was just like trying to explain to me how to play a, a, like a european strategy board game ah yeah, but no, like... that's just it. I'm just doing I'm just doing a bad job explaining uh, how brackets work. That's all no, I was no. doing. <laughs> I'm just again, like sports are just kind of beyond. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't explain for, anything about baseball. It's just a lot about games. Yeah, like, I like so much of my life revolves around games, and yet sports are such a huge blind spot for yeah. me. I mean, it's just a bracket of. I mean, it's, it's just it's just a bracket. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I got I got the idea. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bunch of teams that are yeah it's it's the they'll fight against each other and then the winner of the national league and the and the american league fight against each other in the world series correct that's that's the gist of it yeah cool which by the way they have an american league and a national league mm-hmm. that's just a weird it like, is it's probably a vestige from back when i i don't know someone's gonna call me on the history on this but <laughs> uh i mean professional baseball is the longest standing professional uh sport league or sport that's played professionally in the western hemisphere um, oh, wow. so like it's baseball's been going around like this is where it's the 119th world series and wow. it's long enough for there to be like nationwide tournaments of baseball so baseball had been around for a lot longer like than that before it got enough momentum to like be played on a national scale you know mm-hmm. so um i'm assuming like the whole american league and national league thing is because there, there were like various competing leagues before it all kind of congealed into major league baseball so mm-hmm. the, the american league was probably a league and the national league was another league and then they like all kind of merged into one like eventually into what we have now is the 30 teams gotcha. of major league baseball so it's a frankenstein's monster of, of leagues truly except dr frankenstein is capitalism yeah, and just how can we make True. as mu- how can we bilk as much money out of fans as possible while still making them want to pay to watch baseball? What is more American than wanting to to milk capital out of people? I can't, think, I can't think of anything else. What more? What is more American than than taking advantage of people's passions in order to get them to pay you money? Yeah, everything's a get rich quick scheme. I don't know. This episode of Unlimited Content is brought to you by our merchandise store. <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't make any money from our merchandise store. This is not. Yeah. Anyway, Jack, you want to keep talking about the the largest uh, franchise in Hollywood history of Star Wars? <laughs> yes, we we need to support the little guy, Sam. Disney needs more yeah. attention drawn to its its. Yeah. Yeah. The, the poor little house of mouse, you know. Yeah, so Mr. Bob Iger, he needs his, he needs his monies. He does. He does. The, yeah. Yep. Let's see. Uh, I don't think there's any like news or anything to talk about Star Wars wise. I don't do think we? so. No? Yeah. No, we're kind of in a, we're in the we're in the lull times. The lull times. <laughs> the lull times. Before the Empire. Before, Before the, the empire. lull times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, are we ready to move on to our main segment? I do think we are. Yeah, so I guess but before we start this segment, we should explain uh, that um, things uh, we're doing things a little bit differently this time because uh, at the end of the last episode, we said we were going to be talking about five episodes, um, and then in the meantime, between then and now, life happened. We, yeah, life happened, and we realized that that was going to be too hard to do five episodes on one episode of the content. So uh, we decided to split it into two episodes. Sam yep. came up with a, a good rule right before we started the podcast that basically. We're, we're instituting a three episodes max rule for unlimited content where we're only going to like if, if we're covering like a Clone Wars arc, if the arc is more than three episodes, then we're going to split it into multiple unlimited content episodes so that we, yep. you know, don't take three hours for every episode of the podcast that, <laughs> that has yep. a five episode arc or something. Like this yes, time. because my, my recording studio is me and my wife's bedroom and uh, <laughs> I usually start recording around 8 p.m. on a good day. So yeah. today if, we started if my wife, nine. Yeah. Yeah. And so if uh, and my wife likes to go to bed at a reasonable hour, unlike me. So if <laughs> but if I want to remain in my wife's good graces, we have to keep recording uh, to a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. So that's kind of what we got to do. So, yeah, this week, uh, we, with that in mind, we are talking about the first two episodes of the Return to Geonosis arc, which are season two, episodes four and five, Senate Spy and Landing at Point Rain. Um, Sam, where do these episodes take place in the timeline? Uh, they take place just where everything else takes in 21 BBY. Everybody's favorite year, 21 BBY. Yay! All right. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll I'm doing the you, I'm doing the you thing. can read the first one. I can read the second one. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the first episode that we're talking about is Senate Spy. The moral <gasps> of this episode is a true heart should never be doubted. <clears throat> All right. And the and a punch by the fans. That's how it sounds. Treasury in the Senate. The Jedi Council suspects that Senator Rush Clovis is secretly taking part in a separatist conspiracy. But to find out what the Senator from Scipio is up to, the Council will need a spy of its own. Meanwhile, Jedi Anakin Skywalker has been away from a... Has <laughs> Meanwhile, Jedi... Uh, you know what? I'm leaving all, I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> Good. Meanwhile... Good. Jedi Anakin Skywalker has been away from Coruscant on a lengthy tour of duty leading the clone army. Now Anakin returns for a long-awaited reunion with his wife, Padme Amidala. Alright. Alright, so... <clears throat> Anakin discreetly returns to Coruscant to his wife, Padme's apartment. They prepare for a romantic evening when Anakin gets signaled by the council to return to the Jedi Temple, forcing him to cut his evening short. Uh... This kind of skips over, like, they have, like, a whole, like, little romantic kind of scene mm -hmm. where they're just, like, having a date night, and he keeps 
uh, sending Obi-Wan to voicemail, like, repeatedly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So he, like, he, like, sent him to voicemail, like, three times. And he's like, okay, he's going to start noticing. So then he answers. Yeah. And then that's where we are. So uh, before the council, he's told that they need a spy in the Senate to spy on Senator Rush Clovis, who is suspected of being a separatist supporter. However, they can't afford to have Jedi taking official action in this. Thus, they need to convince Padme to join their cause, as she is close to Clovis. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, there's heavy hints that, like, Rush Clovis is Padme's ex. Yeah. That's, like, kind of the heavy hint. dated. Yeah. They were a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so... Uh, though Anakin doesn't believe that she would be right for the job, the Masters insist on him appointing her because she trusts him. Yoda attempted to enlist her, but was rebuffed. The next day, at the Senate, Anakin locates his wife, who is obviously resentful of him leaving her last night. He asks her about Clovis, and she says she already told Yoda she doesn't want to spy on him, as he is a colleague and an old friend, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. However, when she learns that Clovis is collaborating with the Separatists, she immediately agrees to it. Anakin tries to convince her not to, considering that it may be dangerous. But she reminds him that she is doing her duty. <clears throat> uh, great. They both go before the Jedi Council, where Padme admits that she hasn't seen Clovis for a long time. They were close in the past, but she wanted to maintain a professional relationship, which he took very hard. Hmm. The ma- uh, the masters encourage her to regain his trust in finding out his treachery. I want to. I want to. She meets. Take a second to, yes. to talk about Please like. Uh, <laughs> I love that the fact that like, basically the Jedi Council tells Anakin to go. To, like, hey, uh, you're you're close to Padme. Uh, you should go and and tell her to. We we need you to get her to to agree to spy on this uh, spy on her ex basically, and and Ken's like, uh, I don't know that I want to do that. And then once he finds out that they like were a thing in the past he's like i definitely don't want to do that and him like actively telling her not to do it is what makes her do it <laughs> so it's like i love that for them yeah <laughs> so, that was fun that was a funny one. yeah exactly. um by the way uh so yeah we're about to meet uh rush clovis who is a character like that ends up being a pretty important character but like he only appears like he appears in this episode, and then he the next time he appears is in season six. So it, it's oh. like th- th- we go a long time without seeing Rush again. But like he, yeah, we will see him again. But it's just it's it's going to be yeah. quite a while. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his music, though. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Rush is my favorite prog rock band. Yes. All right. She meets with Clovis at a restaurant where he explains that he's planning to go to Cato Neimoidia to negotiate with the Trade Federation. He offers her to come along for political and personal reasons, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. As they prepare to depart, Anakin, being the pilot for Padme's ship, becomes jealous when Clovis kisses her on both cheeks. He he assists them with getting seated on the ship, preparing a seat for Padme, and breaking the one next to it so it can't get fastened. Hilarious. Uh... (laughs) On takeoff, he jerks the ship around to prevent Clovis from kissing Padme again. So much passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we, it's not very passive at this oh, point, no, yeah, that, but that's, it's, that's it's, it's fairly aggressive. There's, there's passive uh, aggressive vibes, but then he just gets, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's active aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I, I don't think Clovis realizes that it's Jedi Anakin Skywalker. Does he? 
I mean, does he know? Does he know who that who it is? Because he's like in a disguise, and he never like really addresses. He's not really in. Dis- he's just wearing a hat. Like, okay, I don't think I don't he's know. really a disguise. All right, I don't know because I don't know. Maybe whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I thought the interaction between all of them was kind of weird, but mm-hmm. I guess that was kind of the point. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, as soon as they arrive on Kanemodia, they are greeted by Namodian Senator Lot Dodd. Lot Dodd. Lot Dodd. Not Lot Dodd, but Lot Dodd. Still, dude. anyway, we love. Yeah. Lot Dodd. <laughs> our favorite. Uh, Padme is shown to her quarters while Dodd and Clovis discuss business, which involves the amount of credits needed to build the new droid foundry with Poggle the Lesser. What a name. <laughs> what a name. Uh, Clovis. Uh, refuses to lend them any more credits. Padme attempts to spy on them while taking a walk, but they shut down the holographic blueprints. As Clovis leads Padme away, Dodd and Poggle realize that she is Clovis's weakness and plan on poisoning her to force him to cooperate. While Anakin and R2 wait outside for Padme's signal, she gets into an elegant dress for dinner with the other senators. Dodd tricks her into sharing his drink after smearing the rim with poison. Once dinner is finished, Clovis takes Padme on a tour of the palace, both unaware of the symptoms of the poison, in- including thirst and head throbbing. While Clovis goes to fetch a drink, Padme attempts to access the palace's files, but is barred by the computer's demand for a passcode. She soon figures out that it is her name and sees the diagram from Dooku's new droid foundry. She signals Anakin, who sneaks into her quarters. As soon as she takes the hologram disc with the plans, she hides it from Clovis, who enters the room. When he asks to hold her hand. She spontaneously embraces him to hide the disc. She notices Anakin in the shadows, his face bursting with anger and jealousy, but she calms him down by brandishing the disc. She discreetly gives it to him, but as she as he slips away, Padme passes out. Clovis reports this to Dodd, but is informed that Padme is a spy. At first, he refuses to believe it, but is convinced when he finds the disc missing. He angrily confronts her for betraying him, but Anakin enters, demanding that he step away from her. Clovis realizes that he loves Padme enough to save her, so he offers to get the antidote in exchange for the disc. As they carry Padme back to the ship, they run into Dodd and his allies. Clovis attempts to buff to bluff his way out, but Dodd refuses to let him leave, so Clovis pulls out a blaster. Dodd is forced to give up the antidote, and the three run away. However, Anakin purposely leaves Clovis on the planet, who is forced to talk with Dodd as he himself injects Padme with the antidote. Womp womp. Yeah. Yay! Poor Rush. This is an interesting Poor episode. Rush. It's a very, it like, it's very different from... Again, this is another example of just, like, all the different, like, ways in which we get to see just, just a wide swath of, of genres through Clone yeah. Wars. You know, in this one, we get to see this. It's, it's you know, we get to see a, like, romantically tinged spy thriller sort of episode. Yeah. Um... And interestingly, uh, this episode, I, I didn't realize this until reading this Wikipedia article, um, but uh, this episode is very clearly inspired by the Alfred Hitchcock movie Notorious from 1946. Um, oh. Notorious is a movie that, like, I don't know about other film schools, but in where I went to film school, it was like, we talked about the, that movie a lot. There's a lot of, like, really famous shots in that movie, and, like, it's a sort of important bit of film history. It's considered one of Hitchcock's, like, best movies. Um, but the... Uh, Interesting. The, there's, there's like, a, a famous sequence, like... Uh, there's, like, a, a key that, like... Um, so it's, it's a movie starring uh, Cary Grant and uh, Ingrid Bergman, and Ingrid Bergman's character is a spy, and she, like, has this key that she uses to 
I don't remember. I don't, it's been too long for me to remember actually what the importance of the key is, but it's important is the point. And um, yeah, and it's like a, a central like uh, like part of the plot. It's an important like sort of MacGuffin. Um, and yep. uh, there's one scene uh where she like is has this key like she's holding it behind her back, and Cary Grant's character is like uh who you know they have like a relationship. Um, and mm-hmm. but like she doesn't want him to know that she has the key and she's holding it behind her back and yeah. she like he like holds out his hands to like say give me your hands basically and she lunges forward and hugs him and then drops the key on the floor behind him so that she doesn't see it and that is the exact same sequence that plays out here with padme and rush so like ah. they literally like, like beat for beat recreated that sequence of notorious yeah. in this episode so yeah. like except for the key in the ground instead of the key in the ground anakin catches it with the force and pulls it indeed. over yes um yeah yeah so i i was like i didn't realize that until i saw that and as soon as i saw like alfred hitchcock's 1946 thriller spy film notorious on the wikipedia page i was like oh, this is notorious this, this episode is just notorious oh. i was like oh that's cool i love it so yeah yeah that, that was a that was a really cool because like that that sequence is like like beat for beat exactly the same which is i, I thought it was cool yeah. there's another like you know I, I love all the different like i was talking to, to mom and dad earlier today about like how much of like going through the clone wars has started to become like like a mini like film history course because like there's so many episodes that we'll we'll find out afterwards that are like you know directly inspired by a classic piece of cinema so like we you know we had the um the zillow beast episodes recently that were obviously inspired by like uh, godzilla and king kong we had um Mm -hmm. the episode that was uh like inspired by seven samurai you know yeah yeah, yeah. um and now this one is, is very clearly inspired by Notorious, and it's just yeah, there's just a lot of cool. I love seeing all the different inspirations that that uh, you know, that this show kind of takes, and I love the fact that the Clone Wars continues to kind of take the uh, you know, like like Star Wars has always been kind of like a an homage and a pastiche of, of various things from throughout film history and different like you know yeah, um, and I like the fact that the Clone Wars continues running with that. You know, we, we, we get like, you know, we get spaghetti Western episodes, we get, you know, samurai episodes, we get thrillers, we get horror, we get monster movie. And, you know, and it's, it's just like, I think it's really cool the fact that we get to see all these different stories and like different tributes through the lens of the Star Wars universe. And it's just, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel and you, I think you said this before, but I think it bears repeating mm-hmm. that. Uh, Star Wars is the best when it is being that homage to other things. Yeah, yeah. Like when it's not when it's not trying to like just be a sci-fi thing, mm-hmm. and it's like it's just like using the sci-fi setting as the setting for telling a story inspired by this thing is like when we get some of the best Star Wars. I think. I oh, agree. Yeah, I, I think I think you said that before, and I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and like in hindsight, just like just thinking about it kind of out loud right now, um, I, I look at the like sequel trilogy. And the sequel trilogy felt more like it was instead of trying to like, you know, use the Star Wars universe as kind of a setting and a vehicle to tell different stories, like you know, like like old like the old Star Wars films did. This one was more mm-hmm. like using Star Wars as a vehicle to tell Star Wars again. And so it wasn't like, you know, yeah. being used as a way to like Yeah, it, it was kind of like, you know, like the serpent eating its own tail, sort of like, you know, and it it wasn't a very like yeah, I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm trying. I know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the words aren't coming out right, but 
yeah no i i get i get what you're saying because like i definitely when uh because when i heard that jj abrams was gonna get episode seven mm-hmm. um because he had just re- like a few years prior had done uh the star trek reboot yeah. and i was like oh star trek was his application letter for star wars mm-hmm. yeah like and then it was clear that like the only thought that went into i mean this is an overgeneralization mm-hmm. but like kind of the only the only like main thought that went into like planning out like the star wars sequel trilogy was jj just do what you did with star trek but with star wars yeah which was basically like what which what he did with star trek was made star wars in star trek and now yeah <laughs> and so then what they did with the sequel trilogy is they made star wars in star wars without like doing much of like you know like, like you said star wars is at its best when it's being used as a vehicle for telling like stories of, of different genres and kind of you know using it as, as a setting to to tell unique compelling stories or d- yeah. telling telling compelling stories that are you know taken from across like narrative history and film history and um yeah and they didn't really do that with with the the sequel trilogy i feel like i feel like it was more like let's just do star wars again which meant that there was like it lacked that sort of like that substance or the, like the, the kind of the strong base of like, what are we basing this off of? That's like narratively really strong because I think what's strong mm-hmm. about star Wars is like, is the setting and the aesthetic and kind of the, the vibes of the universe and the trilogy got oh, the yeah. vibe. They nailed the vibes like perfectly. They did. It's just, they, they it lacked felt very Star Warsy, yeah, but like the, the story was the not substance. Star Warsy. And yeah, a lot of the substance from yeah. for star Wars comes from other stuff comes from like, you know, paying homage to, akira kurosawa or hitchcock or you know ca westerns or whatever yeah. you know so yeah which, yeah, no, which I think is another reason why i think rogue one is so good is that like they were like let's do star wars but make it like an actual kind of war movie you know let's yeah you know they had an idea for it. there was like a, a a premise there was a through line of like this is the the kind of story we want to tell via the star wars universe not let's tell a star wars story in this because like star wars stories are just like regular stories with the star wars aesthetic it's not like you know yeah if, if you try to be like let's tell a star wars story it's like that's that's not really a thing it's it's like it's other stories and the star warsiness of it is the setting and the you know the the spirituality and kind of the the aesthetic of it and kind of the the it's all like set dressing sort of it's great set dress. it's some of the best set dressing ever but it's oh, like yeah you know it, it requires like a stronger core to it you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah no couldn't agree more but yeah uh so that's part one yeah yeah do you want to want to talk about some war crimes now let's do it okay. war crime time <laughs> mm, war crime time war crime time they should have been the name of this episode is war crime time i think so it'd be great cool. We'll, we'll see. All right. Uh, only you know, so, listeners. Yep. Yeah, only you know, and us in about whenever this releases. I don't yeah. know. Whenever Jack types in like a month. Spotify thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something. Who knows? That's all right. We're doing it for fun. No one cares. All right. So the moral of this episode, which is called Landing at Point Rain, the moral is believe in yourself or no one else will. Nice. <clears throat> <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> Counterattack. With the clone army stretched in desperate attempt to engage General Grievous' Starfleet, Separatist planets that were once thought secure are now rising up against the Republic. 
on Geonosis, Separatist leader Poggle the Lesser, safe in his newly raised shielded factories, creates thousands of terrible new weapons which march off the assembly line against the outnumbered clone army. The Jedi, resolute in their efforts to restore order to the Republic, mount a massive invasion to retake Geonosis and shut down Poggle's factories of terror once and for all. This episode is very, like, it's just one big battle, kind of. This with this episode, it it's, is. It's a, great, it's a great episode. It's just like this. This is the most like, like war episode of of Star Wars that we've gotten in the Clone Wars so far. I think it's very like, you know, there's not like a, a a greater conceit to it other than here's a bunch of soldiers and Jedi and they're trying to like get to this place and do this thing and and you know, yeah, it's, it's like they, they basically this this whole episode is about them uh, arriving on the planet and trying to get the shield generator down. Uh, yeah, this yeah this episode is just like kind of the Jedi on the ropes until the last minute. Yeah, which is which is fun. It's it no, makes yeah, good. It was great. Yeah, it's just yeah, it was yeah. interesting to be how how like you know this. It's just one long extended battle sequence like on a battlefield. Yeah, which is not something that we usually get in in the Clone Wars, which is interesting because like it's right. called the Clone Wars, but like you know it, I think it's it's you know we rarely get an episode of the Clone Wars that is like just the war part you know right we get a lot of like right. the, the like the broader context or we get like you know the beginning of a battle or the end of a battle and then the stuff that happens For in between sure. and this one is just battle which is kind of neat so. yeah all right i'm gonna put my glasses on for this second i should read all right now glasses. I, need pre- I need a new prescription all right so uh <clears throat> a massive republic fleet arrives in orbit of Geonosis, where Masters Obi-Wan and Mundi, as in Kiati Mundi, boo, uh, remember, the <laughs> remember the battle that started the war. Anakin and Ahsoka come onto the bridge, having countered their respective squadron's kills at Doran. They contact Outer Rim Command, comprising of Supreme Chancellor Sheev Palpatine, Yoda, Sheev, yep, Mace Windu, and Luminara Unduli, informing them that they intend to make a three-pronged attack against the shield-protecting Poggle's droid foundries. Chancellor Palpatine expresses concern over committing a huge force for this attack, but Yoda assures him that capturing Poggle is a priority. Once Coruscant signs off, the Jedi outline their plan with Captain Rex, Jet, and Commander Cody, who is to secure a landing zone for their forces. As the Republic musters their clone troopers, Cody confides in Obi-Wan that he was not involved in the first battle on Geonosis. Obi-Wan states he missed nothing and tells a small anecdote detailing how he was chained to a pole and attacked by three big monsters. He gets into his gunship and the mission starts. By uh, excuse me, the, the landing transports then try to deal with the Geonosian anti-air defenses. Early in the mission, Anakin's gunship is shot down, but he, Ahsoka, and his troops survive and push forward despite losing his tanks. Elsewhere, Cody receives an order from Kiati Mundi to land the ATTEs. Once Cody lands, he warns Obi-Wan not to land, for it is too dangerous. However, that is not an option for the Jedi, as his gunship is shot down. General Mundi's gunship is hit, and Mundi is wounded. Mundi is wounded. With all- Mundi is wounded. <laughs> Other uh, with, are so with- title. With all three groups far from the attack zone, they are forced to press through. Anakin, Ahsoka, and Rex move move to take out a Geonosian defense line. Meanwhile, Cody dispatches Waxer and Poil. Waxer and Poil are back! Yeah! Uh, and they got cool new outfits, too. They're like a new camo kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. 
Uh, Cody dispatches Waxer and Boyle to retrieve Obi-Wan, who, with another trooper called Trapper, Trooper Trapper, uh, he managed had managed to survive. Elsewhere, as Moondi searches for Anakin, Commander Jet tells Admiral Yalaren for... Uh, calls Admiral Yalaren for reinforcements on, or air support. However, the Admiral is unable to provide them air support without risking other areas of the compa- of their campaign. The only thing he can do is help them find General Skywalker. As Moondi leads his troops into a cave following his instincts, they are attacked by Geonosian flyers. All right, a couple things here. And Yes. One, uh, Admiral Yalaren is just such a stick in the mud. This guy. He is. <laughs> he's just like, he is. he's very like, like, do sassy it. and like, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. Like he's like you know I mean he's right but also he could be a little nicer about it I don't know he's just very he comes up as very like like kind of how dare you ask me to do that like <laughs> yeah you know like don't you realize we got a war going on I can't help you come on but yeah that's an unpunishable yeah. offense anyway um, indeed right. and then the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, uh like you said Waxer and Boyle we get to see them again um the last time we saw them was in the uh episode on uh it was the ryloth oh, arc, yeah right? it was on ryloth um and i don't know if you noticed this but i i saw that it was either i mean i don't know which one was which but on either waxer or or boil um on one of their helmets you can see like a little like drawing of uh i think it's supposed to be numa the little girl that they say yeah i love that so that was cool i thought it was a nice detail which is, it's a cool like that is it, it's one of those things that i definitely would never have noticed the first time i watched through this this show but now that we're watching right, through it right like watching through all of it chronologically and talking about it episode by episode it's one of those things that's like oh that's a detail that i got that i can appreciate that like shows a little right. bit of like oh i right. understand what the history is there and i understand that it's like important to that person's character you know for sure uh so mm-hmm. I just thought that was a cool detail yeah it was yeah all right <clears throat> anakin and ahsoka run right into a high wall armed with many laser turrets where droids at the high ground start shooting the high at ground them. oh no it's anakin versus the high ground do not try that uh anakin and ahsoka managed to get on top of the wall somehow anakin beats the high ground somehow uh, where they destroy the droids uh but two droidicas uh pop out of the wall and they are no match for droidicas trapping the two jedi however uh rex is able to get through one of the shields and shoot it while Anakin hacks the other. They throw explosive charges into the deployment holes before jumping off the wall. Once the way is clear, they meet Mundi, who had fought his way through the Gene Oceans and cleared his way with clone flame troopers. Ah, yes. flamethrowers. We have our first war crime. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Are flamethrowers a war crime? I think so. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. After World, they're banned after World War II. Oh, interesting. The Geneva Convention. Yeah, because because uh, the Nazis used them, and I think I think the Allies used them too, but the Nazis used them, so it's bad. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you you don't want to just burn soldiers alive on the battlefield. It's yeah. I think not, I think part of the reason why good. they like like I like I get why they did it in this because it's like not not from a, like a moral perspective, but I mean from like the a storytelling perspective because the Gene Oceans are like very bug like, and so having flamethrowers yeah. them is like you know. It, it, yeah yeah it's like it, they're exterminators has, yeah right who hasn't wanted to take a bottle of raid and a lighter and just go after a wasp nest like we've all wanted <laughs> that's to do exactly it. what this battle is <laughs> yeah that's really what it is because yeah the gene oceans basically uh, live in a giant wasp nest that's like kind of what their yeah. their house is right yeah. um but then 
in Rebels we meet Click Clack and like, oh, these are people. Oops. Whoops. All right. Yeah. Well, whoops. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> these the are genocide. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oops. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to, to mention was the something that this summary kind of skips over is like, they so they're on top of the wall. Uh, uh, Rex, uh, yeah, Rex and uh, Anakin and uh, Ahsoka. And they like, you know, throw the explosive charges into the, the holes on the wall and then they jump off. But before they do that, Anakin and Ahsoka like pick up Rex with the force and throw him off <laughs> the wall. Oh, yeah. And then, and then we never see him land. No, do, we, yeah, do we ever yeah, see him yeah. land? Yeah. This, yeah, oh, we okay. yeah uh, Anakin and Ahsoka land and then they both like catch him right before he hits the ground. <laughs> and then he turns to them and he's like, you know, next time you could just, you know, tell me to jump. And Anakin's like, well, where's the fun in that? <laughs> <laughs> a fun moment. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot. About, oh man. Yeah. I watched. Yeah, I watched this like three days ago. So it's been. That's it's right. been a minute since. It, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, all right. We got flamethrowers. Great. Anakin then calls on Yularen for air support, and the admiral gives one squadron. I, can, I have one squadron available. Yeah. One quarter portion. One all right. Quarter for portion. <laughs> uh, for Obi Wan, the droid forces whittle his troops. Luckily, a squadron of Y-Wing bombers managed to even the odds as Anakin, Ahsoka, and Mundi arrive. They then improvise on their plan involving Anakin taking a squad to blind the droid scanners at their gun encampments to the sorry, uh, to the approach of their ATTEs attacking the shield generator, allowing the rest of the, their force to take the factory. Anakin and Ahsoka lead the charge, throwing EMP grenades that disable the enemy cannons, enabling the ATTEs to destroy the shield generator. Gunships then come in and the Gene Oceans in the area surrender. As they recuperate, Anakin and Ahsoka tally their kills. Anakin, 55. Ahsoka, 60. The former goes to see Mundi and Obi-Wan off, who are leaving for medical treatment. Mundi joins his game, stating that he had 65 kills, earning Anakin's respect. End of episode two. Yeah, that was... <laughs> hey, uh... I, I like that the show tells us what numbers to put in our spreadsheet. That's that's very helpful. <laughs> we know how we have main character. We have we have like canonical main character kill counts. Yeah, which is. I mean, I'm also like wondering, like when they say kills, though, like do they count droids? Yeah, because because like before this, like at, at the beginning of this episode, they're like they come back from a battle that's not on Geonosis. So presumably when they say kills, they were talking about droids. And this time, mm. obviously some of them were droids and some of them were probably Geonosians, but we don't know. So it's like, let's just presume because let's just presume they like, were all actual murders. Yeah. For the sake of our numbers, let's it's do it. Fun. That's fun. Yeah, we'll do it. It is. It's um, fun. Yeah. So what before, before recording this, I, uh, I wanted to see if we could figure out how many <laughs> Geonosians were killed by the flamethrowers. Mm -hmm. And so I, let me pull up what I Googled because then I sent it into our group chat. <laughs> yeah. So I said, how many Geonosians does Ki-Adi Mundi kill in landing at Point Rain, which is the name of this episode. And then the first link is the, uh, the Wikipedia page. And the, then in the people also ask, it says, is Ki-Adi Mundi the worst Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> valid question. <laughs> it is. It, Truly, it truly is. It truly is a valid question. Yeah, like I don't know, Kiyadi Mooney has always given me the vibe of like, again, sort of a stick in the mud. Just like he's not like he's not fun. Like this, this is the first time I've ever seen Kiyadi Mooney do something that was kind of like cool and funny. Where he's like, I had sixty five kills. What does that earn me, Master Skywalker? <laughs> you know, that, yeah. was, that was a funny moment. But like every other time we see Kiyadi Mooney, it's it's him like. You know, sitting on the Jedi Council, being a stick in the mud or complaining about something. Yeah. 
Yeah, but what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Yeah, it's like the only thing we're not known talking for. about that right now. Moondi, come on, Conehead. Yeah, yeah. he is a Conehead, <laughs> truly. But yeah, um, yeah, I I did like that that last moment where, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. So the, yeah, the Anakin and Ahsoka are like bantering back and forth about their kill counts, and Obi Wan's like, I can never understand how you people can just break down these this war into games and then immediately he he's like i killed 65 <laughs> <laughs> oh i was keeping track obi-wan you weren't come on man obi-wan's like oh, like i can just tell like in his head he's like oh brother gosh i'm surrounded by morons oh. <laughs> yeah yeah he also has a great line where it's like uh he's like what uh, what does that earn me and uh Anakin's like uh my my unending respect or something like that. And, and Obi-Wan's like, you know, that is, that's not something that Anakin gives lightly his respect. <laughs> so It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's not true. often given, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's that episode. That was fun. That is that episode. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we do? What's next? I forget. <laughs> I don't want to look at the spreadsheet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sam, how, how, do, how do we yeah. do this? I've not done this before. Yeah, episode 26. How do we do this? Um, <laughs> what is your What was your favorite part of these these episodes, Sam? This this, this part oh. of the arc? Uh, favorite part of this part of the arc? Hmm. So we had two very different episodes. Yes. It's kind of hard. Very different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think Wax and Boyle being back is always fun. Yeah, that was cool. I like Wax and Boyle. And, and they, they come and save uh, Obi-Wan. That's a cool moment. Did you save Obi Wan? Yeah, I think my favorite part of the episode, this arc would be just the, the all the all the tension in the first episode, mm-hmm. like the tension between uh, Anakin and Padme and Rush Globus mm-hmm. was very entertaining. I liked it a lot. That was fun. Yeah, I think my yeah just because of the the film nerd in me and the you know the 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 film student in me. Uh, I gotta say that that sequence in the first episode with the the chip and him her like you know hugging him to hide it and yeah. everything because it's such a direct reference to that movie and which by the way mm-hmm. another great movie like like <laughs> this this podcast has ended up ending up being like here's your watch list of movies you should see <laughs> like yeah 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 watch this watch uh Seven Samurai watch uh, Godzilla watch watch uh, uh Shin Godzilla what you know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah um but yeah i just i i thought it was really cool how how directly an homage uh that this episode was to and that sequence in particular was to uh, that movie and, and we we end up seeing a lot more like especially in season five we see some uh very like hitchcock inspired stuff like the the last arc of season five uh with ahsoka on the run um is also very directly inspired by hitchcock like one of them one of the episodes is called oh. the jedi who knew too much which is uh there's a, a Hitchcock movie called The Man Who Knew Too Much. So that's like ah, inspired. So you know. it's like, yeah, heavy wink, wink, nod, nod. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always love that when we get to see like a little bit of like, you know, film nerdiness and like direct homages and, and tributes to, to other bits of cinema history. So that's cool. Wonderful. Love it. Um, MVP. Who do you think is MVP for these, these episodes? Gaddy Mindy. I'm just kidding. Gaddy <laughs> uh... Mindy will never get MVP. <laughs> Not allowed. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Illegal. Uh, Anakin, I think. 
Yeah, that's reasonable. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he, and yeah. he, he definitely is it's, like the most effective. Out of these two episodes, he, yeah, he was the most effective out of these two episodes. He did mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. And got the most the, done. Yeah, the only other person I, w- I would think was like would be considered MVP to me is uh, Padme. Because, you know, sure. she, she, yeah. she, he, she puts her life on the line and gets poisoned. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we're doing just one episode at a time, I'd say Padme for sure for the mm-hmm. first episode. Yeah. But if we're looking at first half of this arc, it's Anakin. Yeah. Agreed. And can, and can clinches it this time, definitely. Um, yep. Fine, chosen one. You can right, have it. Stats. <laughs> Main character kills. So uh, we know that Anakin killed 55. We're, we're assuming that oh Anakin killed 55 Geonosians and that uh, yep. Ahsoka killed 60. And yeah, and not just the men. <laughs> but the women and the, the Geonosians <laughs> and the, the robots. Robot. Yep. Yeah. And do we have a do we have a column for Caddy Because we do now. <laughs> Are we adding we, we need one to one now? I just just for if only for this episode. Sure. Yeah, okay. I will I will I'll add it. <laughs> Beautiful. Add before I forget. Um Before this, our total kills were fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this episode is, is man this, this honestly the kill count thing is just meaningless at this point it's like the- <laughs> it is it's it's really just a bit it's not really mm. like an actual stat it's just a bit at this yeah, point it's amazing uh one second i'm, I'm just doing this in the spreadsheet one now second. before i forget uh okay so for kiari mundi uh we got 65 kills <laughs> Um and then for uh oh, the math didn't the math no didn't I, math. I haven't put the I gotta put the formula in for that that for yeah, the new column um yeah and then for it was Anakin had uh fifty five and then Ahsoka had sixty sixty wow Ahsoka went from zero kills to sixty kills <laughs> okay. zero to sixty in twenty six episodes oh man. There we go. There she we did. go. Yeah, so t- total kills now is 235 kills. <laughs> Incredible. All right. Uh, uh, lost limbs, none as far as I can remember, and I didn't hear any Wilhelm screams. Um, Sad. More Star Wars is better Star Wars, Sam. How does this episode, these two episodes, make the movies and the rest of Star Wars better? Uh, I think it was it's just a good reminder that the best Star Wars is when Star Wars is just the setting and not like the thing you're trying to tell. Yes. Agreed. You know, like we're trying to tell good stories in Star Wars, not trying to tell good Star Wars. Yeah. Because good Star Wars is the Star Wars is just the window dressing for a good story. Exactly. Agreed. Yeah. 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 I think yeah, that definitely that. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the main thing. Um, and then I guess we, we also get like a little bit of. um. We don't, we don't get a lot of like Anakin and Padme relationship stuff oh, in the yeah. show, and like so this this like the beginning of the, this first episode of Senate Spy, we get like an actual sequence of them date. like we, get a, yeah, we get a date night, which is a rare thing because usually it's like very behind the scenes hush hush. But this is like one of the few times when we get to see kind of like it's like the camera's directly focused on them, and this is what the scene is about, right? Um, and we also get to see yeah, a little bit like, of their relationship and kind of the. Just, you know, a bit of, like, the, the jealousy and the, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, we get to see a little bit more of, of that relationship that we don't usually, doesn't usually get a spotlight, so. Indeed. And then Rush Clovis, who comes back later as a an important character in, in a season six arc. But, uh, yeah. So that's that. Um, yeah, 
Do we have a listener mailbag or anything this week, Sam? We do not. Okay. No. Well. Our listeners don't like us anymore. Oh, no. Well, if you decide you like us again, <laughs> you can <laughs> join in the discussion by leaving a voicemail at 512-850-6653. And we might feature your comments slash questions slash corrections on the podcast. Uh, well, this has been fun. Another great episode, Sam. Like, yeah, dude. That we got to, yeah, this this would not have been if we had three more episodes to talk about, we would have I would have been dead at the end of this. I yeah. would have just Oh yeah. Like, you know what? I'm quitting the podcast. This is... oh, oh, oh no! Not again! No! <laughs> podcast over. Again. No. Um but yeah. Uh join us next time, everybody. We'll, we'll be talking about the next three uh episodes of the of the back half of this arc. The Clone Wars Season 2, Episodes 6, 7, and 8, Weapons Factory, Legacy of Terror, and Brain Invaders. The Brain Invaders episode, that's fun. We get get zombie Star Wars. We do get zombie Star Wars. The Walking Star Wars. I love it. (laughs) The Walking Star Wars. (laughs) Incredible. Uh, Well, all right. Uh, If it's it's cold and chilly wherever you are in in your part of the world, uh, stay warm and dry and safe. And... uh, Thank you for listening again, and may the force be with you all. Yeah, say no to spice. Okay. <laughs> say no to spice. <laughs> yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs> My brain. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Today's today's end of episode PSA is say no to spice, kids. Cats are no good. Don't do spice. All right. Cut the chatter. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> all right. Cut the chatter. Roger, roger.